But here at State Street, we have three core values, welcoming, faithful, and missional. And for the next three Sundays, we're going to take a look at those three core values. And in the, fifth, the fourth Sunday, the choir is actually going to do their music Sunday related to those core values and sing about those core values for us on that day. So today we begin with the first core value, welcoming. For those of you who are able, would you please stand and honor the reading of God's holy word and the proclamation of the gospel. And listen now for the word of the Lord. The writer of Hebrews reminds that early church, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. This is the word of God for the people of God. And thanks be to God. You can be seated. People who study these sorts of things tell us that a person visiting a church, a person just coming on the location of a church for the first time, they make up their mind whether they will return in 10 minutes. The first 10 minutes that they set foot on the property, they decide whether or not they're going to return. Did anybody speak to me in the parking lot? Were there signs that were easy to follow and to understand? Did anyone greet me at the door and let me know that they were glad I was here? If I had a fidgety small child, did folks near me reassure me with a smile, or did they give me the stink eye? The first 10 minutes before any singing, before any choir anthem, before the preacher preaches, minds for most people are already made up whether they will return or not. And the primary question is, did I feel welcomed? Did anyone act like they cared if I was there or not? Here at State Street, I say it nearly every Sunday. I said it this morning. Our first core value is that we seek to be a welcoming congregation. What that means is it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from, in this place you are welcome. In this very room, there is love enough for everyone in this sanctuary. Now, the official language we use in the core value statement is this. We invite, accept, and love all people. We invite, accept, and love all people. That statement is not debatable. It's not negotiable. It's not up for amendments based on Robert's rules of order. We seek to be a welcoming church. We invite, accept, and love all people. No exceptions. Now you may already know this, but welcoming all people has always been a core value in the church. And I don't mean at State Street, I mean the church. When the church became the church, this was one of the first core values of being a Christian. 
We see it here in Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Did you hear it? There are two components that he wants us to understand. To be the church, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. And second, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Another translation puts it this way. Let mutual love continue. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. The first part is the reason why any of us are part of any church to begin with. Because mutual love is what we experience in the church. Mutual love in this place is what has been extended to you and I over and over and over again, unconditionally. Mutual love. Now you may not think you know Greek. I know my friend Paul knows more Greek than I would know, but Paul, they know Greek, they just don't know it. Because you know the word Philadelphia. How many have ever heard Philadelphia? Philadelphia... Cindy's smiling. They're from, where's Gary? They're smiling. Philadelphia. That's the word in Greek here for mutual love. Let Philadelphia, literally Philadelphia, continue. Cindy, pop quiz. What is Philadelphia known as? Ah, the city of brotherly love, of Philadelphia. And Hebrews 13.1 is an encouragement, that first part, let mutual love continue. It's an encouragement for the activities that make the church the church. Worshiping together and Sunday school classes and potluck meals and Bible studies and singing in the choir and potluck meals and visitation to homebound members and potluck meals and visitation in the hospitals and nursing homes and potluck meals, food to families who've loved, lost a loved one, food to those who've recently gone home from the hospital. And did I mention potluck meals? This Wednesday night, just keep it in mind, it's potluck. Philadelphia, that's Philadelphia. It's the mutual love that the church has always been about. We could go around this sanctuary and the Philadelphia testimonies could abound. Dr. J, when, when I lost my mother, when I lost my mom, I could not have made it without this church family. Dr. J, when I went through my divorce, it was this church. This church lifted me up and this church helped me to take my life back. When I lost my job, when when we moved into this community and we didn't know a soul and we came that first Sunday to this church and it was the people in this church who loved us and accepted us. They didn't even know much about us, but they took us in. I just don't know where I would be if it hadn't been for this church. Love, encouragement, support, trust, community. Philadelphia. It was, it was the church's first evangelism program. The church didn't have an evangelism committee. The church's reputation was its evangelism committee. It was its compelling witness in the world. The word on the street was how those Christians 
how they love each other, Jew and Gentile and slave and free and male and female. It was unprecedented in the world at that time. And the word was out. Mutual love. Let it continue among the brothers and sisters. But the writer goes on in that second verse right next to the admonition to let mutual love continue, right next to it is another equally important admonition. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Love and acceptance of strangers, the outsider, the the newcomer, the guest, It's a play on words here in the Greek. We don't pick it up in the English, but it's a play on on words. The word for love of strangers is philoxenia. Philoxenia. It's where we get our word for the fear of the stranger, which is xenophobia. And so philoxenia, what the Hebrew writer, he's playing with these words. He says in verse 1, let Philadelphia continue. Do not neglect philoxenia. Because these two verses lie next to each other and they flow so easily, let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. We can forget and we can miss how radical it is that these two admonitions are side by side. I mean, love of sisters and brothers, sure, makes sense. Absolutely. I'm all in. But love of strangers? Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Slow down. Love of strangers. I don't know what your mom and dad taught you, but my mom and dad warned me. They warned me not to talk to to strangers. Don't ever get in a car with a stranger. Don't ever pick up a stranger. Mama, Uh, somebody's coming up the sidewalk. Who is it, dear? I don't know. I've never seen him before. It's a stranger. Go and get your father. Most of us, if we're honest, most of us would have to acknowledge that we have a very strong, deep-seated, negative attitude towards the stranger. And the writer, the preacher here of Hebrews knows, he knows that mutual love can, if we are not very careful, mutual love that we share with one another can become ingrown. It can become turned only in for ourselves. It can become closed and exclusive. I've been a pastor for 35 years, and I was a district superintendent for seven of those years and had about 75 churches. And so in the churches I've served, in the churches I've preached in and visited, I've been in about 100 churches in the last 35 years. What would you guess if I asked every single one of those churches, are you a friendly, welcoming church? Guess what they would say. Mark, what would your 135, every single one of them, without exception, say? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we're just, Jay, we're just all family around here. We're just one big happy family. You will not find, I tell you what, in seven counties, you won't find a church as friendly as we are. And friends, they're not lying. 
they're not deceiving themselves. They just don't realize. They just don't realize that as great at they are great at loving and accepting each other because they know each other and they're comfortable with each other and they're not quite sure how to translate that same love and acceptance to the complete stranger. One of my professors in seminary, he talked about going to preach at the invitation of a pastor friend of his. He was preaching one evening and his wife went with him to the service and his wife slipped in the back and sat during the service and after the service was over because they were friends with the pastor and his wife they went to have some coffee and some dessert or something after the service and my friend's wife who was seated there and and they knew the pastor and they felt like they'd say look you just need to understand my friend's wife said look uh, we just want you to know that not a single person not a single person said hello to me or came up to me or welcomed me not a single one we just thought you probably would want to know that and you know what he said you know what the pastor said defending his people well they didn't know who you were Duh. Mutual love among ourselves, friends, is easy. It's comfortable. It's understandable. It's not Philadelphia. It's always risky because the stranger, the stranger might not look like us or pray like us or read and understand the Bible like us, talk like us, or vote like us. Spoiler alert about strangers. Stranger. Amen? They can be strange. But Hebrews, he suggests, it doesn't matter. You treat the stranger not even like a brother or sister. He suggests you treat a stranger better than a brother or sister because that stranger might be what? The stranger might just be an angel that you are entertaining and you don't even know it. I love what Jerome, that saint of the church, that 4th century Egyptian monk living out in the desert, he instructed those living with him. He said, we always treat guests as angels just in case. I love that. State Street, I get feedback all the time when I visit guests and I talk to people here at our church. And they talk about what a welcoming church and a friendly church that you are. In fact, we've got a young family and they gave me permission to share this. I was visiting with them last weekend and they're going to be uniting with our church hopefully this next Sunday. And they said, I just want you to know the church has been so friendly and welcoming to us. They said there, were been, there have been different people each week that's come up to them and have spoken to them. They acted like they really care. And I want you to know, nothing is more music to a pastor's ear than to hear that. When I come in here before the service and I hear this noisy ruckus of laughter and conversation 
and visiting, and I see you. I see you interacting with each other, this mutual love, this attention to the stranger around us. I want to thank you for that. Now, each of our core values has an accountability question with it. The accountability question just gives us a way to know if we are doing what we say we're wanting to do in that core value of being a welcoming church. And the accountability question is this, and I'm not going to embarrass anybody, I'm not going to look for a show of hands, but the first part of the accountability question is, have you invited someone to State Street? Have you invited anybody? I mean, the love you have here, the experience you have here, to share it with someone, 80%, some statistics even say higher. You know why somebody comes to a church for the very first time? Somebody they loved and trusted and respected asked them, and they're here. That's the first part of the question. The second part is this, have I welcomed others who are present? I want you to do something real quick. I want you to just look around. Do you see somebody you don't know in the sanctuary? It's okay, look around. And I know it's risky sometimes, but I would ask you, have you even spoken to someone you do not know this morning? And I know it's risky because you don't know, they may have been a member here longer than you've been a member. You don't know because you don't know them. My go-to response is, I go up to somebody, and this is what I usually say, I'm not sure, I meet a lot of people, I'm not sure if we've met or not, but my name is Jay. And if they say, well, you know, we've been here five times, then I just, I just oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, tell me your name again. I mean, do you, do you, where you sit, can you look and, and be aware of who might be seated near you or around you, your welcome, your invitation, just could be what the Holy Spirit uses to move someone into the direction of finding a community of faith here. Our number one core value is the number one core value of the church from the very beginning, welcoming the stranger welcoming the guest, welcoming the newcomer. And friends, if we get that wrong, if we mess that up, we have every reason to take the word church off of our sign. So friends, let mutual love among the brothers and sisters continue, but do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers because we never know in so doing we just might be welcoming an angel in our midst. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of this church, your church. For those of us that are part of this church family, we thank you that we have found a home have found your love and your acceptance and we thank you for that we pray that you help us help us to have eyes and hearts and ears to see help those of us like myself who've been in the church all my life 
help those of us in that position to remember, to just remember what it's like to walk into a strange place for the very first time.